correction. Correction is only seen as judgment. Correction is only seen as judgment to those who still love their sin. Correction is seen only as judgment to those who still love their sin. Okay. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word this night. Thank you, Lord, once again, Father God, that your Holy Spirit is here, Father God, to open our eyes of our understanding, Father God. And Father God, each and every one of us, Father God, will glean something, Father God, that will bring us, Father God, to a greater revelation. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, for each one of us, Father God, receiving a greater revelation this night in Jesus' name. Amen. How fast was last year? I, pretty, pretty fast. Um, so what's the pace going like this year? Pretty fast. Uh, do you feel like you need to run from one event to the other? I mean, it's just like, you know, nonstop. Uh, that time seems to fly by too rapidly, that you're unable to catch up with your normal activities. <laughs> I can say that even for, for, for a lot of people that are just sitting around. <laughs> they just, I mean, the days are going like crazy. I think all, all of us at one time or another uh, have had the experience that moving too fast often leads to problems that should have been thought out before we progress forward or move, move out on them. Uh, a question now for you uh, about, you can say at the beginning of this year, I mean, January is gone and here we are into almost halfway through the February. Um, do you regularly, regularly allow yourself time to rest and rejuvenate and reconnect with God? Well, you can an answer that question. I tell you what, uh, it's even difficult. I mean, you know, how to get things together. I mean, you, you, I know some of you guys have uh, your jobs or your school, and, it, and you get away from the job, and you've got to catch up on other stuff. And, you're, and if you're in school, you've got to do all your homework, and it, doesn't seem like you can't get anything done sometimes. It's just, uh, just something's thrown on top of you. Okay. Uh, with the advent of, uh, you could say, the cars, the airplanes, computers, the iPhone, the iPads, and any other new technology, tech, not tech, technical okay, uh, advances and discoveries, uh, they get, have given us great opportunities. Amen. I mean, look at what you can do with a computer now. Before, you had to run down to the library and look things up, and now you can just turn on your computer and go to the library right there. Um, but uh, with all these uh, great opportunities, uh, we have also, but we, but we, well, I tell you what, but it also has cost us dearly. To have these things. Uh, 
Um, example, one-third of all Americans move every year. They're moving from. Um, people are changing jobs more frequently. I mean, you know, I don't like this when I go to someplace else, you know. Uh, I got better opportunity over here. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to move over there and get a new job and all that type of stuff. Um, we lack the foundation or roots that our parents had or our grandparents had because once they got into place, they stayed. I mean, whatever job it was, you don't hear people, you know. Nowadays, you have what they call headhunters. They go from one place to another uh, trying to get the big money. But, uh, you know, prior to that, go back uh, 50 years, people, he talked about, talk to somebody, you know, how long have you been on your job? You've been there for 45 years. You know, it's always the same type of job. So things are, are uh, changed. Um, uh, we pay for our busy ways. We pay for our busy ways um, in our relationships. And, and we pay uh, for our busy ways in our physical well-being and even in our spiritual values. Stress takes a major toll on our bodies. Uh, today, people die prematurely because of stress-related uh, stress illnesses, uh, heart attacks, uh, and other uh, multiple things that deal with stress. So hopefully that uh, none of you have stressful jobs, or if you have stressful jobs, uh, that you're able to put it on the side when you get home and not bring it home with you. Some of us like to take our jobs home because you've got that little computer that tells you what to do. Or you've got to correct all those papers. I mean, so, uh, or you've got to put, put, put in more hours to find out, catch the culprit. I mean, that, that's, that's a lot of stress on each and every one of us. Uh, you know, or all of a sudden the, the teacher says, tomorrow! We will have the final test. We're changing it. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of stress. I got to get these bills out. You get a call out there. Ever, anybody get those notices in the mail? You're overdue and we're going to shut you off or close you off uh, uh, in two days? No, no, okay. It happens once in a while in my house. Don't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens in my house because if we just let the, the, the mail get piled up before we go through it and all of a sudden there's, the, there's that little slip, pink slip or yellow slip. What? I got to run down there and get, take care of this before, you know. I was walking out the house one time and they were ready to shut the water off. I said, oh, you hold it. Because, <laughs> you know, you shut the water off, he's going to come back and have to put it back on. That's the added expense. I said, I'm just going down to pay it right now. See? He said, okay, I'll let it go. <laughs> but, you know, we get too busy sometimes. Things pile up, okay? In this hectic, frantic, busy, noisy world, uh, some may be experiencing a spiritual cool-down. Spiritual cool-down, and this can happen to any Christian. I mean, sometimes... You're going along, you're flying real good, you know, you're, you're on that spiritual high and all of a sudden something hits. I mean, uh, you know, 
we, we, our vacation's kind of chopped up. You got to move down. Oh man, I was looking for that. Or, you know, uh, you're ready to take a trip, and you find out that well, the car's not working. You got, you know, something breaks down at the house. The washing machines need repair or something. I mean, there's, you know, everything crashes down. So that, you know, we got uh, our spiritual, sometimes spiritual. Uh, uh, Spirituality kind of takes a nosedive. Nobody's ever had that, I take it. Not a hand up, I tell you. That's, I'm going to have to find out your secrets. Anyway, disappointments, tragedies, uh, or just feeling down and out can uh, uh, derive or divert your attention from the things of God. Like, you know, you're going to read the Bible. You're reading the Bible. It's, you know, settle down there, and all of a sudden, the TV comes on, and there's your favorite program. How that happened? No, put that aside. Nobody. Look at that. Yeah. Do I have to talk about myself all the time? Well, if one of you fess up to something. <laughs> okay. The temptation to yield to compromise will affect all aspects of our spiritual life. Uh, you can think about some, some individuals. Uh, church attendance diminishes. Reading the Bible becomes hit and miss. I can look at anybody. Becoming sporadic in prayer becomes increasingly stale. You only pray as a last resort in times of emergency. Nobody, it looks at it. You can all these happy smiles. You, you know it's happening to somebody else like your pastor, but nobody else has that. I tell you, it's, you guys are good. At this point, we find ourselves unwilling to stand up for what, for what we once knew was important. Oh, man, do I have to do that? Yeah. Just give me a break. I'll catch up tomorrow. I'll, I'll redouble tomorrow my pr uh, prayer time, or not re my my study time. I'll redouble tomorrow, you know, or you know, I'll I'll pray twice as long tomorrow because I missed it today. Hello. Um, that's bad. At this point, we find ourselves unwilling to stand up again for the things we once deem important. We become much too busy with other things. One becomes defensive and combative on how they are presently living. Why didn't you do that? I know you singles never have anybody telling you, you know, why didn't you do that? You know, the wife says, well, how come you didn't get that done? You told me you would... <laughs> A switch went out in, the, in my kitchen. The, well, you know, it's one of those uh, slider switches, you know, dimmers. Well, it's been going out. I mean, you put the thing up and it's bright lights and you're starting to work in the kitchen. just crashes, you know. So I bought the thing about a month ago and I said, I'm going to put it in. I've been supposed to be putting it again, you know, for the last month. I haven't got to it. She says, tomorrow you will get it done. Well, you know. Things are too busy, too hectic. Yeah, Fast-paced life. 
know, you can't get the things you normally need to do. You know, you set aside time for this, and something comes up. You know. Hello. You get a call, you have to go out. Now oh, the server broke down. Come on, get out there. Yeah, but this is my day off. You know, we were going out to lunch. We were going out to dinner. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's a bummer. Or you get an emergency phone call. Right, we need you immediately to take over because so-and-so is sick. Put your uniform on back on. Yeah. Get down here. Again, we become defensive and combative on how we pr presently are doing things. Well, leave me alone. I'll get it with later. You know. We get in that mumble grumble stage that we talked about Sunday. Okay, we shouldn't do that. We already know that, so I won't go in there. As a believer who allows himself to drift, we miss out on the comfort and fulfillment of a close, vibrant relationship with the Lord. When we put the put the spiritual things aside to take care of the natural things. Okay. Joy and contentment and peace with God soon is replaced with worry, doubt, unbelief, and fear. How can that come, you know, you're not doing well with the, with the Lord. All these other things kind of enroach upon you. Falsehood, the falsehood of worldly pleasures and having a good time override your spiritual values to point you completely uh, to to the point that you completely neglect or reject bible or biblical doctrines you know soon that you know the golf game's more important or taking you know when the summertime comes the oh, you know it's a this this is a good sunday and the ski boat is all set let's go take it out yeah i did that one year uh the in fact, it was with the church group. We decided we were going to, they invited me to go, they found out I like skiing. So this group decided, hey, you know, why don't you and the wife come out there and uh, we'll go do some skiing. It was up at uh, San Antonio. So here was a beautiful Sunday. That was Saturday because it would roll over into Sunday. That we released Sunday afternoon. Everybody get back to work in time. So, they let me hit the water first, early in the morning. So here we go. Getting that ski, you know, get, I can only do it on duels. I couldn't do it on singles. So here I am. And up in the water we got, and all of a sudden the, 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 the boat lost its RPMs and it slowed down. The rope came back, wrapped around my finger, and then the engine hit again and and that's why I got the scar here. It took the skin, and I didn't ski the rest that day. That Saturday was shot. Sunday was shot. I should have stayed. I should have went went to church and wouldn't have had that problem. And see, things happen. Tell you, hey, it's more valuable. Get your timing right. But uh, you know, you know, you're learning a lot about me, aren't you? <laughs> Okay. 
Okay. Now let's go to Gal the first, first scripture now, finally. Galatians 3. The book of Galatians chapter 3. In Galatians chapter 3, we find in verse 1 it says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been eventually set forth, crucified among you. From the Amplified, O you poor and silly, silly and thoughtless and unreflecting and senseless Galatians, Santa Marians who has fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you, unto whom right before your very eyes Jesus the Messiah was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. Well, oh you foolish people, is an indictment of our emotional, fickle, carnal reasoning. Uh, God in his love has given us the gospel and the gospel meets all our needs. Amen? The gospel fulfills all, our, uh, our, all of man's needs spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, and socially. And man's religion, because this is what, the, what was happening here, these Galatians, uh, they took the word, but then they added things to it. Man's fashion, man fashions religion to to suit his own wicked uh, flesh. Enough truth pulls you in. Then it is covered over with a cloud to pervert it and leads the individual astray. So this is what happened to them. They, they believed, but then, they, then something, somebody came along and said, well, this is how it really goes. Well, they got this part right, so it must, they must be speaking this right, and they fall into error. Uh, we have that going on even today. Not here. Okay. The underlining, underlying all this is Satan's deception uh, is a lie that all the laws and doctrines uh, of God will restrict and narrow and diminish your life. Satan says, well, if you follow those things, you're not, you're not, not going to have a good time. You're not going to, you know, that's not what he said. No. Look how he got... Eve, you know, that, that's a, God didn't really say that, you know, and she fell for it. We all fall for it. Uh, we don't, we need, we should not be deceived. We need to be as the Bereans in the book of Acts chapter who? Seventeen, eleven. okay. Uh, uh, they were sincerely, they sincerely studied the Bible that gave them the truth and enhanced their faith. That's what we need to do. Whatever you hear from any pulpit or any program, if, you're taking, if you take notes, which is good, then you could find out if they were right or not. So, okay, let's go. Since we're in Galatians, let's travel on down to the, uh, further into the New Testament to chapter 3 of James. James chapter 3. Talking about the, this uh, deception that Satan throws at us, uh, you know, live in the fast lane. Uh, 
Verse 15. This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Um, this wisdom. Uh, wisdom in this area means knowledge or language. So the language and, acts and actions discloses our thoughts. What you think, what you say, or how you act discloses your thoughts. You know, um, how was it that Brutus came up to, to Caesar? Oh, you're a good guy. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, his actions didn't follow his, his, his words. It was shown to be in the wrong that way. Um, so language, our language, our action discloses our thoughts, whether it be governed by God we allow God's word to govern us or our self-will or following Satan. Uh, so we need to return to God's word is what is needed. Okay. The Bible, ha the Bible has a time-honored solution for the fast-paced life that we are encountering. So let's find out how to remove ourselves from the fast-paced life. Um, the good news is God wants to lead us. So let's go to Psalms chapter 23. Psalms chapter 23. This is how God wants to lead us. We can start with verse 1. Verse 1. Uh, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Still water shows that it's no fast pace. It's nice and calm. Amen. Glory to God. And let's, let's nail that one down with, with another scripture, uh, which is a neat one. These two go together. So if you want to put a notation in your Bible... That this scripture, Psalm 23 and Isaiah chapter 49. That's Isaiah chapter 49. And we want to look at verse 10. That's Isaiah chapter 49, verse 10. We look at the latter part, but uh, we will read the whole thing. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the, the sun, neither shall the heat or, nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. So here we see um, springs of water. We see water twice. That's stillness. That's just calm. That's what God wants us to have. If, if we would just follow his leading, it says he leads us. He follows his lead, we would have nothing to fear or worry about. We need to find a calm, quiet place and spend time with the Lord. So you have to, in our busy time, busy life, you've got to have a time frame. Whether it's, it's, better, it's better to have your time frame, a quiet time before the Lord in the morning, before everything gets piled up on you. So you should... You, we need to get up earlier, a little bit earlier, and uh, 
get before the Lord because it's at a, it's at a quiet time. We need to find a quiet, calm, quiet place to spend our time alone with the Lord. Uh, studies have shown that, that a regular time of prayer and meditation does perhaps more than anything to remove all stress and its effects. So if we are taken care of in the morning for the Lord in that calm time, any type of stress that will try to attack us can't get to us because we've already given it over to the Lord. This is the Lord, Lord Dave, you made. You're leading me beside the still waters. Hey, this is going to be a good day. This is a good, calm day. Things are going to go your way. Amen. Uh, let's go back to the book of Isaiah, and we'll find chapter 55. Not, pardon me. Psalms 55, pardon me. It's Psalms 55. Psalms 55. And looking at verse 22, Psalms 55, 22. Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be uh, moved from the amplified. Cast your burdens on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he shall sustain you. He will never allow the, allow the consistency righteous to be, be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. Glory to God. There you go. We cast our care upon him. Cast your burdens on the Lord and he shall sustain us. What's the best time to cast them? Well, Lord, we know what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen this afternoon. I'm going to work and I, these things are set for this day. I thank you, Lord. I place the, the whole thing that everything go, runs smoothly. Hey. And do a little, if you have a little drive, uh, you can... Continue your prayer time as you drive, or you can put in a cassette. Or not, it's not a cassette anymore, is it? It's <laughs> put in your DVD. No, it's not a DVD, it's CD. If <laughs> a CD or a DVD, you'd be in trouble. Uh, put that CD in, listen to uh, music or, uh, or a ministry. You know, get calm, get, learn something from the Lord, receive from the Lord. Since we're in Psalms, let's go to Psalm 62 this time. Did I? Okay, Psalm 62, yes. In Psalm 62. Look at verse 8, Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him all, at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart before him. God is... A refuge for us, Selah, from the Amplified. Trust in, lean on, rely on, and have confidence in Him at all times. You people, pour out your hearts before Him. God is a refuge for us, a fortress and a high tower. Selah, pause and calmly think of that. He's telling us, hey, think of the Lord. He's going to take care of you. How are you going to take care of me this day? Well, Lord, you place ministering angels around about my vehicle. I will have favor with anybody I come in contact at, at work. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Thank you, Lord. I'm the head, not the tail. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 20, uh, Matthew chapter 11 this time. Matthew chapter 11. 
And guess what? We're getting close to the end. Matthew chapter 11. In Matthew chapter 11, look at verse 28. Jesus is speaking. He says, Come unto me. That's Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest, calm. There's no, no rushing around for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's something we can jump up and down on. Now, I want us to go to, back to the book of Psalms. And this time we want to find Psalms chapter 34. That's Psalms chapter 34. Psalms chapter 34. Let's look at verse 15. Psalms 34, verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. Verse 15 from the Amplified. The eyes of the Lord are towards the uncompromising righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. Glory to God. So as Christians... Strong believers, we have another set of eyes. You have another set of eyes to help us avoid the pitfalls in our lives. God is looking out for us. I mean, he, he's, he's got his eyes out there. God has promised to watch over us and to be with us to the ends of the earth. Uh, we have someone who cares about our spiritual safety as well as our physical uh, well-being. And he leads, leads us and direct, uh, directs us in the right direction. So when the Lord, the Lord's looking out for us. That's another set of eyes. I'm, I'm glad for that because he can see what's coming behind you. He sees what's on the side of you. He sees way up ahead. How many ever, like I said before, uh, we were driving one time and uh, the Lord saw ahead that there was going to be an a, a car accident. Tell us, slow down. Let everybody pass you by. We slowed down. I'm glad we did because we'd have been in the middle because at the speeds we were, you know, as you go, go in a group, sometimes you're traveling at a good rate. And so we shut it down and, and about a mile and a half up there, there was these the car pile up and there's a, we would have been pretty close in the middle of it, right at the end of it. So uh, he has a set of eyes. He's telling us, and if we're open to it, we know, we'll know what to do. We'll follow his direction. Amen. So that's good. We have another set of eyes. He's a, he has, uh, gives us his eyes. And uh, the, our final scripture before we close. Let's now turn back to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 19. It says... If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If we want the blessings, we must follow the directions given to us and keep them before our eyes. We can live a stress-less life only when we seek 
God above and his direction. Um, we need to pray for uh, his guidance as we search our own hearts. Um, this comes at no cost to us. It's already been paid. So all, everything that we need has been paid for. Glory to God. Um, now, just what you heard tonight. Is your excitement about things of God stronger than before? Well, I've heard that before. I just don't know. We need to have, have some excitement when we hear God's word, especially when it's directed to us, when he's wanting us to apply, apply it. And, uh, and we prayed earlier that the, the Holy Spirit would give us, each and every one of us, some insight and revela personal revelation how to walk in a better light. Anybody need prayer tonight? Okay, let's all stand. See that? Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks, Lord, that, that what you've shown us, Father God, we can put into practice in our own lives, Father God, that we don't have to have a stressful life, Father God, but as we apply your word to our lives, Father God, greater things will begin to transpire and take place in our lives. Give us each a good night's rest for tomorrow's endeavors, Father God, and that which we have prayed for, Father God, at the beginning, Father God. We thank you, Lord, it's settled, Father God, and those things that need to come together, Father God, uh, that need to be pieced together, Father God, are taking place, Father God, even as we speak, Father God, even as we uh, had a desire for them. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that, that each and every one of us will get the answer quickly in Jesus' name. Amen.